We've been speaking about the story of our great redemption and the innocent giving his life for the guilty. We've said, and I'm going to repeat some things. Again, it's important I repeat them because <laughs> a lot of this is new to your ears or to a lot of people's ears. Some of you may have heard it before, but uh, this is what my book on the story of our great redemption, Beyond Human Imagination, is all about. You ought to get it. Uh, it's available for free as a free PDF download, or you can actually buy the book. So you can have it uh, for your study. Uh, but uh, I, I just thought I'd tell you that in the book, there's even more detail than, than what I'm actually giving you in these studies. Because I give a lot of scriptural references uh, that I'm not able to give in these um, uh, short studies. Now, God raised Jesus up after he spent three days and nights in the heart of the earth. Matthew 12, 40. For as Jonah was three days and nights in the belly of the huge fish, so the Son of Man shall be three days and nights in the heart of the earth. And we said that the heart of the earth was the center of the earth where hell or Hades was located. And that Peter preached this on the day of Pentecost, uh, quoting from Acts 16.10. He quoted this, uh, uh, talking about Jesus in Acts, uh, excuse me, in Psalms 16.10. He quoted this in Acts 2.27. He said, because you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you give your Holy One to see corruption. We said that Jesus' soul for Jesus' soul not to be left in Hades, that means that his soul was first there. And we saw what this word Hades means. It's not talking about the grave. It's talking about the place of torment and fire and, and, and suffering after death where the wicked rich, uh, 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 rich man went in Luke chapter 16 verses 19 through 24. Out of the lips of Jesus' own mouth, out of his own mouth, he gives us an interpretation of, of the word Hades. A clear interpretation of the word Hades that it doesn't mean the grave. He says in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 24, he talks about that rich, wicked man being in torments in Hades and begging that Lazarus would come and dip the tip of his finger in water and cool his tongue because he was suffering in that flame. So there's actual flame and suffering and torments in Hades. Well, the same exact Greek word, Hades, that's used in Acts 2.27 that speaks about Jesus' soul not being left in Hades is exactly the same word used for Hades or the hell of flames and torment that the wicked rich man was taken to. This is where Jesus was suffering for three days and three nights for us until God the Father brought him up out of there and Jesus' soul was released from the torturous pains of the realm of the dead. The wicked man, the wicked rich man in Jesus' story in Luke 16 was the same one prophesied about in Isaiah 53 and verse 9. Now, this is going to shock some people because they've misunderstood some things. Listen to it. And they made his grave with the wicked, talking about Jesus, Isaiah 53, 9. And near, uh, now this is what the Hebrew says. This is a literal translation. And near a rich man in his deaths. Plural, 
Although he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. The rich man in Isaiah 53, 9 was not Joseph of Arimathea. <laughs> now, I know that's shocking. I thought that for a long time myself, but it couldn't have been Joseph of Arimathea that went and begged for the body of Jesus after uh, he died on the cross so that he could give it a proper burial. No way. That Joseph, it tells us clearly in Scripture, was a just and holy rich man. This wasn't an evil rich man. He wasn't a wicked rich man. Now it tells us that, and I'm going to give you two scriptural references in Luke 23 and verse 50 and 51. Luke 23, verses 50 and 51, and also Matthew 27 and verse 57. Notice that the prophet Isaiah is referring to a wicked rich man in the context of, of this verse, and he is not referring to a just or good rich man like was Joseph of Arimathea. Isaiah is referring to the wicked rich man that was in Hades in the story of Jesus in Luke 16. Now I'm convinced that that's one of the very reasons that Jesus told this story. The rich man, the wicked rich man in Jesus' story was the wicked person he was to be near to in his deaths. The man in hell, that wicked rich man, was an eyewitness to Jesus' sufferings and the hell's defeat. Actually, all of hell's occupants were eyewitnesses to Satan's utter defeat. Oh, somebody said, oh, dear brother, but, but, I heard, I heard a scholar try to sputter this out. He said, oh, but, uh, 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 Psalm 1610, it, 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 it uses the Hebrew word Sheol, and that just meant the grave. Brother Rodriguez, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Highly Confused Scholar, but your interpretation is in error. Sheol was this place of torment. That And that is the place that Peter and Jesus were talking about. The word soul included this hell of fire, and it was originally used in that context. Now, can I prove this? Is that just something I made up? No. And I know that a lot of commentaries will say contrary to this, but they're wrong. They just haven't read the Bible, <laughs> I'm sorry to say. As a matter of fact, if you look up this word shoal, it's never used for the grave. In Hebrew, it uses another word, the word keber, uh, for the grave. Uh, it doesn't use this word shoal talking about the grave. It's talking about this place of torment, eternal place, after the, the place of the dead. Well, look at Deuteronomy chapter 32. Now, this is an important declaration, an important verse in understanding this word Sheol, because it's, 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 if I believe it's the first mention of this word in scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 22, in the uh, last message or the goodbye message of Moses to Israel. And here's what it says, Deuteronomy 32, verse 22. Listen to it. For a fire has been kindled in my anger. And it burns to the lowest Sheol, or hell, and consumes the earth and its produce, and sets on fire the foundations of the mountains. 
Notice that reference to the lowest Sheol. Or Hades, we would say in the New Testament. This reminds me of another verse where Paul mentions this fact about the lowest hell. And we'll talk about that in our next study.